music takes us further. Join us today as I chat to London's Izzy. Hey! Who is the co-founder of Bossy London and the founder of Fearless. Fearless is a community initiative set up in Jamaica for the locals to not only further develop their talent and skills, but also to gain knowledge on how to make them indispensable when it comes to creative projects taking place on the island. Izzy talks to us about the process of how she got the idea, managed to get full support from the locals, the unforeseen hurdles, I mean, who thought she would be starting a postal service, but most importantly, what makes it so worthwhile. Let's find out what Fearless has brought to the community so far and what it aims to bring in the future. Today we're joined by the one and only Izzy, who is joining us from Jamaica. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I haven't seen you in many, many moons. Yeah, I know. It's actually been so long. I don't even remember. It must have been a very, very long time ago, actually. It's been many years. And actually, I only recently discovered that you have relocated. So I didn't know you're based in Jamaica now. Oh, no. I back and forth. I'm trying to do like six months and six months. I don't know. I just put it out to the universe like last year that I want to do six months and six months and then as COVID started I was like you know what I'm just gonna go now and start this now and I've been here ever since but I do have to come back okay you have been living there like all throughout the pandemic which is a very long time now yeah it has been ages I mean I feel really lucky to be here because I'm in nature and it's beautiful and sunny and I mean there is a curfew here and you have to go inside by eight o'clock but I'm not complaining about that at all Girl, if you could be in the sun and with some nice trees and eat fresh coconuts and jump up and down waterfalls and rivers until 8 p.m., it's a good life. For the people who are tuning in and who have never heard of Izzy or Bossy London or Fearless, talk us through who you are and what you do and maybe in a nutshell how you got to where you are now. Well, I do quite a lot of different things. So I always find this question quite hard, but I'm a DJ and a producer and I run a company in London called Bossy London, which is pushing females in music, in empowerment, just getting them to, you know, be at the forefront of everything because in the music industry, as we know, it's very male dominated and we need more women to be in those top places. So I started that about, it must have been about four years ago, we were putting on events and then we started to DJ and do different workshops for free in London just to, to help women. Um, and then I came to Jamaica and I was staying here because my heritage is Jamaican, my mum's Jamaican. Um, and I just really wanted to give back to the community that I've been staying in because they made me feel so welcome. And I thought, where I stay in Portland, it's not Kingston, so it's not the main town. People call it country. So right. I wanted to do something to help give more people here opportunities and teach them new skills so that they could move forward in like the creative industry. Because a lot of people come here to do like filming, music videos, photo yeah. shoots, like so many different things. But I noticed that they bring their own teams and they don't really work with locals. So I wanted to like 
get some people learning different skills so that they could be hired once they're here and also just so that they could do what they want to do because there's not so much opportunity here but I feel like if someone's here pushing and helping and bringing the opportunity there'll be so many people who like want to do it because everyone is really creative here literally everyone and it's so vibrant and colorful and it's just an amazing place so yeah I wanted to start a community project so we started to build a community center and a recording studio to bring those opportunities to Portland and talk me through the name how did you come up with fearless what does that stand for why did you think that that was the name to kind of birth this project with out here a lot of people are fearless and I think you have to be fearless to be free. Like you can't be scared of things. You must be fearless. So I think really in a nutshell, that's why I thought of that. No, I think it's a brilliant name. Um, and I I think it, it is kind of the a good departure point for when you want to motivate people, no matter what age or what background, to go for what they're worth, really. Of course, with everyone that we're talking to in this series of Music Takes Us Further, brought to us by Trippin and Tommy Jeans, we also focus, we zoom in a little bit, and we want to hear about how this particular project was able to help out with Fearless as it already existed and it continues to exist after this. How did Music Takes Us Further contribute to this project? Well, with the money that Tommy and Trippin donated, we've actually been able to get loads of stuff for the studio. So we're like way further than we were before with building the studio. And on top of that, there's two local artists that they're honestly sick, like, I can't wait for them to come in the studio and record. And um, we've been able to work with them a bit, getting them like we've actually shot like a little video with some of the budget, which Tommy and Trippin gave. Um, So we're going to get the artists to come in the studio and record songs. And we've also reached out to a few producers from Jamaica who are down to come and make beats for them that they can have for free. Um, And songwriters who can help them with their lyrics as well so hopefully we'll be pushing these two artists as well as loads of other people who will be coming through thanks to Tommy and Trippin for the money and everything that they've donated and also like the whole video that we did we worked with a local team so there's going to be that the video that's coming out the short clip I think they said my one's actually going to be longer because we got so much um, footage And we actually did a cookout where everyone from the community came and ate for free. Yeah, I can't wait for it to come out. But we, yeah, we also got to work for a local team and we had local assistants. So it was good for everyone to have a project where they got paid for and a studio which is being built and a music video being recorded. So we actually did quite a lot with the money that was donated. That sounds wicked. Actually, I have a question and I'm really sorry if this is a stupid question, but with you know the funds that you're receiving and you're able to get equipment in and and then set up like mics and decks and stuff does that equipment come from Jamaica do you have to order it from somewhere else and does it need to get shipped over well for if I'm being honest it's actually cheaper for me to order it in the UK and then bring it myself either in my suitcase I know I've brought like CDJs in my suitcase I've brought like a microphone and everything in my suitcase case things like um mic stands or like padding for the walls or tables that can all be built here but yeah. any equipment is way cheaper to come from the UK or the US because once it comes here the amount of tax that you have to pay on top of it just doesn't make sense right 
That's insane. See, this is like another thing that you wouldn't think about if I were to set something like this up here or a country nearby. Yeah, no, you have to like, I signed up to this thing. So like what, like if you wanted to get something from Amazon, a lot of the things don't come to Jamaica. So you have to like, they have these like shipping, private shipping places. So you get a local address in Miami, you ship it to Miami and then they bring it on this bus called the Nutsford, which is like, the bus that goes from like Paris to Paris and from the airport. So then it comes from that and it comes to where you are and then you go and collect it. But then you get a massive tax bill. So it's it just makes more sense. It would even make more sense for me to fly to Miami because it's so close, buy the stuff, put it in my suitcase and fly back rather than pay the tax. That sounds mental. And you know when you just go and make it make sense? Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what you're going through right now. I do also want to touch quickly on the music element of it all. You know, there's a reason why this project is called Music Takes Us Further. And I guess of all the places um, and guests we've spoken to from all the different locations, Jamaica and you will be probably the one that we associate the most with a certain sound because... We've all heard the the impact that Jamaican music has had on global culture, like everything that we listen to in the clubs, on major label artists that have never even visited the island. Like, it's so huge. And I guess you're living the testament to why music is a force of good. But can't, for those who can't imagine, talk us through what music, what impact music has on the people of Jamaica on an everyday basis. Music is just something that's constantly playing here. Jamaica's such like, as I said before, it's such a vibrant and colorful, colorful and actually loud. I would use the word loud place. Everyone's like driving around. They've got like their speakers on top of their car playing music, like everywhere you go, every shop's playing music in the supermarket. They've got dance all playing. They've got the radio on. Like it's literally mm-hmm. everywhere. You can't go anywhere without listening to music and that's something that I love about here because music, I feel like it brings you joy from within. And I feel like that's why everyone's so like happy and on such a like good vibe here because they've constantly just got music blasting out of everywhere, like everywhere you go. There's no, I would say like even on the beach, you go to the beach, there's about five different cars with speakers on top of their car <laughs> playing, like blasting music. It's, it's, it's such a massive part of the culture and it's actually so nice that so many people are inspired by this culture and the sound that it sounds incredible and it does sound like you know like a a mini paradise it's interesting that you said you know the the part a lot of people come to Jamaica to develop projects whether that's music or videos or documentaries and they bring their own teams talk me through how someone packs their bags from a London where we have loads of you know access to whatever we need to get our dreams kicked off from from a departure point how do you pack your bags one day and you go and I'm sure you've, you've already explained you have heritage there so you're not going in it as a complete stranger but what do you need or what do you need to know or what needs to be available to you in order to set up something that you've set up? I mean, I couldn't even imagine how to get started. Well, I think because I've been coming to the same community, which is called Drapers, I've gotten to know all the locals here. 
and I've seen them like just for example like when you're in a bar someone might be like doing art someone might just be like rapping someone might have like their phone and be taking pictures and have like sick angles like and I've just seen so much talent also um, some of my friends here and my partner actually they all work in production but as a production assistant but they never get credited so I was like I wanted to know why they didn't get credited and why like all the other people who had come here from wherever they've come from would be on the credits in like movies photo shoots but not the actual locals because when you come to Jamaica if you're doing anything you actually can't do it without a local you need a local to be in your team like it just won't be possible to just come here and do it just because you need them to like even like speak in patois or like you need them to like show you what's safe show you what's not safe show you where to go show you where to eat like here it's not like it's completely different to London like you can't just walk down the road and be like oh I'm gonna go to Starbucks oh I'm gonna go to it's like different it's like lanes and lanes that go off lanes and like roads that you're like I didn't even know this was a road and I mean it's like it would be a big adventure to do it by yourself I just don't think it would be possible so going back to what you said I was like looking at all like the youth here and the talent and I was thinking I would just love to provide something especially to do with music music such a massive thing here everywhere you go is playing music from five o'clock in the morning you hear music when you're lying in your bed and like people DJing people like rapping all the time constantly so I was like has to be done and I feel as someone who comes here I should provide that I want to give back to my culture and not just take from it so at the beginning I was like can I really do it but as you get started everyone's been so supportive like they have community meetings and like they've been inviting me down and I've been explaining the projects and they've been bringing people who can help and who want to get involved and talking to the local schools and stuff like that so I mean, once you get started, it's much easier, but it can seem a bit overwhelming at the start, like when you're first coming up with something like this. I can, I mean, I can definitely imagine, but I guess you've touched on something very important and it's your intention, which is not just taking, but also giving back. And it sounds like you're putting in, and we'll get to this as we get more into the nitty gritty of what you guys are focusing on and the work that you're doing. But um, it's setting up structures, right? So that you don't even need to be there for it to continue. It's something that's set in place that could uphold itself by the local people. Yeah. So a question, as for example, like I'm Indian, born and raised in Amsterdam. And I think this goes for all kind of people who come from ethnic backgrounds that weren't born and raised in those countries. And it's a, re a topic that I've been seeing a lot on Twitter, especially as well, is sometimes when you want to do things quote-unquote back home and there can be a misconception or an assumption or an attitude of but you weren't from here like where have you been or you can't just come in here and try to like throw things around and change up the way we've been doing things have you at all experienced that is that something that you were maybe a bit cautious about before you took on this massive project how has your experience been with that well when I came here instead of just like saying I want to do this I asked and when I came here there's someone who like looks after the community so I went to him first and I, I explained the project and I like printed it all out on paper and showed it to him um, and said like do you think that Draper's 
could benefit from this. And then he he was like really behind it. Like as soon as he read it, he was like, I think this is an amazing opportunity. I think you're the right person to do it. You've been coming here for ages. You know everyone here. Let's take it to the community meeting. So then I went to the community meeting and I basically stood up and like I've pitched in like loads in front of like big brands and labels, but this was the most nervous I literally had ever been pitching. Oh. Yeah, because you're dealing with real people, right? And their like heritage and their life. And it's not like you're going into, well, I mean, I can speak a testament to all the projects that Bossy London has done throughout the years. So I know what rooms you've been in. And I mean, I can imagine standing in front of a whole community and you're like, I want to do something for you guys. Could be terrifying. And also they kept being like, we should talk slower. I was like, no, I can, I can understand you. Like, cause of the different language, like the patois and the English. And like, I was like, should I talk slower? And well, anyway, I got it up. I, I gave everyone a printout so that they could see it in front of them. And then I spoke through every single page. And then I was, I couldn't believe how they were just so open to the idea and made me feel so like comfortable and I don't know just I've, I felt really supported and I felt like do you know what this is something that the community actually feel like would benefit them because I didn't want to come in here and be like oh I'm from London and I want to do this I wanted to make sure that this was something that would actually benefit people here yeah and then after that someone from there said I have to go to the parish council so then I had to go to the parish council and do the same thing again hold on for people who don't know what parish council means can you explain so like each parish, like in Jamaica, there's loads of different parishes. So you, there's a parish and then there's a community within the parish. So yeah. the parish council are the people who like look after everything to do within your parish. So I live in Portland and then my community is called Drapers. So that was my parish and my community. Um, so then I had to pitch it to them in like it was kind of like a boardroom it was like a really long table and because of COVID like I was on one side <laughs> oh intense yeah and everyone else was on the other side and and then the, the lady she was so into it as well and I mean it was just a it was actually a really lovely experience to go through for everyone to be so supportive and basically have my back and be like whatever you need we're here to help you just let us know so yeah, I mean, I think if I came here and I was just like, I'm doing this and you can come if you want, it would have right. been a different vibe. But because I asked everyone first before just doing it, I think I've had a lot of support and I feel more welcome and I feel like it's something that's actually going to benefit. And people have also given me ideas that I can do, which will benefit as well. I'm not from here. So I mean, I've stayed here for quite a long time, but I'm, there's little things that I didn't know that I've learned. So I'm really thankful for that too. Just to paint a picture, can you talk us through who the people are that are able to use these facilities and get involved with these projects? Like what kind of people from what crafts or industries or backgrounds or ages are coming through to, to get involved? The people who are coming, they are actually all ages. I think um, it's mostly for the youth, but I want it to be open to everyone. I want it to be 
basically everyone can use it I don't want it to be like a small little group of people it doesn't matter how old you are you can still come and I think that's something that we did with our workshops with Borsi London in England our DJ workshops it was always open we had people who were 16 to people who were 40 learning how to DJ so I think it's really nice um, to be open for everyone and the people who can come and do the workshops can be all ages um, mostly from creative industries but I also wanted people to come who can do like business plans who can talk about finance who can talk about accounting who can teach people how to do like invoices and decks to pitch to brands and that sort of thing as well and another thing that we wanted to do is have like a kind of post office service because I okay I read about this I'm so glad you brought it up because I was proper everything made sense especially the whole business side of things and I was like this is great because not enough people do this and then I I, I mean I've heard about some sort of postal service and I I just couldn't wrap my head around it please break it down to us why how and what so here like posting things can be really long and we don't have like local post offices like there are some but loads of them are not open so you have to go to the main town which is Port Antonio to post anything and also it can be quite expensive so we thought that we would have like a postal service so for example say if someone wanted to crochet and they wanted to ship worldwide we would actually pay until their business started getting popping for their shipping to go worldwide. So we would take it from Drapers to Port Antonio and then ship it for them and cover the costs until they made the money back to be able to ship it themselves. That's amazing. Thank you. I I thought it would really help because like it's quite long to like, not everyone drives and there's no buses. You have to get a taxi everywhere. So even like to buy the buy the envelope get in a taxi go to the post office pay the postal fees like all of that stuff is is quite expensive when you're first starting out so yeah it was just something to help that's nuts though because I think it's something that a lot of us wouldn't even think about that that's a, a part of the infrastructure that could make a huge difference for someone that you're helping and someone who's starting a business can you talk me through some of the hurdles or challenges that you have faced that you probably didn't think about or had foreseen or no one warned you about when you were setting this all up? Well, there's been quite a few challenges. I mean, COVID's obviously the biggest one, but we all know about that. So <laughs> um, there's also somebody who's living in the community center who is okay. from the community. So I obviously don't want to make anyone homeless. So we've had to build a board house on the same land further up to relocate him so that he has his own home and a place that he can call home. But on the same land, because I think it's quite out of order if I came there and was like, oh, you have to leave first. We actually asked him and explained about the project and we wanted him to be on our side. And he was really like, he really loved what we were doing and he was happy to move. So after that, we had to hire people to build a board house which is nearly finished actually um which he can then move into and then we can finish like doing up the building and then the person who was actually helping me with that was this man called Durr and he was like the person who everyone went to in the community and then he he actually passed away about a month ago which was really sad for everyone especially like 
as he was like the one who everyone looked up to in the community and he was the one who had the go at like used to say yes and right. he was the one who he I had to go to him at first to pitch it he was the first person I had to go to that's a real big emotional setback as well because that's of that messes with everyone's joyfulness of being part of such a uh, amazing project and then you want to make this person proud as well I guess and showing them the fruits of their labor and what they've helped set you up yeah and he also like he just really he really had my back and it was actually really sad it took me quite a long time to actually come to terms of what happened because he lives right he lived right in the middle of the community as well so it's like someone who you constantly see what is the biggest misconception that people have of Jamaica and specifically maybe even like the music scene or because we all know, you know, in the last couple of years, it's been such a dominant conversation that Jamaican culture has had probably one of the biggest impacts in everything uh, on everything that we know, the way we talk, our slang, the music we have, like we literally, especially as 90, 90s babies, we are like grown up with and all the impacts it has had but not many of us have visited or know really what it's like to be from Jamaica and what's what's like from your perspective someone who's come from London but has been visiting for such a long time and has actual ties to the island what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have of Jamaica or Jamaican culture I obviously love it here and I think that obviously yeah the culture holds so much impact worldwide for such a tiny island and everything you're saying so I don't want I don't I don't want anyone who's Jamaican to take offense to anything that I'm saying. When I first came here, I didn't actually realize how much people could actually help this island so much more. It is really like a third world country and there's a lot of things that people could do to come here and give back. Um when Jamaica's being promoted, it's normally like a resort or Kingston someone in the studio it never really shows like what it's actually like to live here like a lot of people live in like board houses or like not concrete structures and it's there's constantly like you know there's hurricanes here and things like that I just feel like people look at it as like paradise which it is there's also a lot of poverty here and the more people that come and travel and um, like travel and tourism is the biggest thing here as well as music. But I feel like here, the music artists, they don't actually get paid everything they should be getting paid. I feel like they kind of get bumped because they're from here. So yeah, I do, for me, I feel like there's people, there's real people who are living here and they're struggling and there's a lot that people could do to help. So well, that leads me into my next question. How can like, the wider community that appreciates quote-unquote alternative music how can they engage with fearless how could they contribute or make a difference there's quite a few ways I mean I'm always open to anyone coming and volunteering or if someone wants to do a workshop um coming here and doing that but we also have a GoFundMe link that's constantly running so if anyone wanted to donate you can just put fearless community in to go fund me and that's constantly going just to like help the project and make sure that we can keep running it 
And actually, do you know what? Quite a few people from London have actually been doing their own fundraisers to help Fearless. That's amazing. So it sounds like, you know what, this is even, this is just the start of the Fearless journey. Where do you see it going? Where do you hope it's going? Well, I hope that loads of people here can learn and get work from from coming to the workshops. And I also hope that people can actually leave Jamaica because if you have a Jamaican passport it's literally so hard to go anywhere in the world I don't think people realize that as well like England will not let you in it's like the hardest thing ever they say like you don't own enough or you don't have enough money or you're gonna run away they're literally the things that they say to people when they try and come to England even on holiday America is easier for Jamaican passports to go but also they have these programs where like they work in like different hotels and things like that I think that's something else that people don't realize that it's very very hard to travel there's only like 15 countries that they can go to in the world with a Jamaican passport without a visa I honestly was not aware of this at all yeah I don't think anyone I wasn't aware of it before I came here so I hope that with the workshops and stuff companies can get visas for people who are actually from here to intern worldwide that's like sponsorships as you call them in in yeah sponsorship and I also have opened up a production company here where I've been lucky enough to work with some big brands so far and one thing that we're doing is working with all local talent and letting them all like meet everyone and get contacts and stay in contact with the people so if they come back or you know if they if they really want to work with that person for longer and give them a sponsorship that is something that could happen so yeah I hope that it will bring more opportunity to this community and to the whole of Jamaica really by by educating and collaborating and working together and pushing for everyone to get more opportunity and more freedom really it's great because we've actually come quite full circle to my question of you know it sounds like you're setting up something that could keep itself in place even if you're no longer necessarily physically there and that and I guess this is exactly what you're working towards is an infrastructure for the locals to take charge of yeah definitely what I would my final question to kind of bring everything together and to end it on the way we started which is a positive note what has been the biggest highlight or the most rewarding thing throughout this process for you it's doing something with the community and the feeling that you get from from collaborating with a community and feeling like family it's such a warm and loving feeling and to know that this is going to actually help people's future and and their kids future and something that can be here in the community to teach and I guess like with more knowledge you have more power so bringing more power to this community and strength and I think for me that's been the nicest and the nicest thing about doing this. Well, it sounds like you're doing incredible work, you and and everyone else in the community that is part of Fearless. And I'm just, I actually learned a lot. I'm not going to lie. I learned a lot more than I even expected to learn during this conversation. And I want to thank you for not only your hard work that you're doing over there, but sharing that with us as well. 
and enlightening us. And I guess for everyone who's listening, and if you ever had any thoughts about visiting um, Jamaica, I think we should all hit up Izzy and find out what we could do to not just have a great time ourselves, but to leave the island with some great impact and, and contribute and how we could do that. And also, I'm pretty sure you would know exactly where to go for food and where to go out for a good night yeah, out as well. Definitely, definitely. And I'd always say when you come, this is just a tip, just buy local, buy local, buy everything local. That would just help so much. And I also want to say big up you because you made me feel so comfortable and I love all the work that you're doing. I'm oh. constantly seeing on your Instagram everything. I think it's so sick and I just, just I rate it so big up you <laughs> oh my god thank you so much that uh, that just made I didn't expect that I didn't see that coming I actually don't know what to say thank you so much um so everyone make sure you hit up Izzy we've got the email address what's your Instagram if people want to hit you up in the DMs to see what you're up to and stay up to date it's Izzy Bossy quite easy I-Z-Z-Y-B-O-S-S-Y See everything we've got no excuses not to know where to hit you up thank you so much for your time and i can't wait to see what else comes out of this amazing project thank you thank you for listening to music takes us further brought to you by tommy jeans and trippin stay tuned as we land in london for our final episode with the rising star any you can listen to all episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.